This is The Jerry Callahan Show. Time we did something about Chicago. We got a lot of problems in this crunt country. God knows we got problems at the southern border and fentanyl pouring in. We will get to that. We got the train derailment. We got imminent World War Three. But I think the real problem that we're going to address right off the bat is in Chicago, and it's with the voters who are obviously racist homophobes. It's it, be, it became clear yesterday. When the great Lori Lightfoot got booted out of office, she got 16% of the vote. Do you know how bad a politician you have to be, how bad a mayor you have to be in this day and age to be a black, lesbian, ultra-liberal incumbent and get 16% of the vote? 84% of Chicago voters went to the polls yesterday and voted against the incumbent. This is the first incumbent to lose in Chicago in 40 years. The machine couldn't save her. Uh, The media turned on her for the most part. And I think the people of Chicago just said, you know, we, 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 we like having a black mayor, a lesbian mayor, a liberal mayor, you know, that's, uh, that's normally what we would uh, support, what we would uh, want to run our city, but this woman is so inept, so comically incompetent that it's time to move on. If you're just uh, waking up and you haven't been paying attention, Lori Light got, got waxed in the in the vote. It, uh, she needed to finish in the top two to be in a runoff, which will take place in April. She finished third. Uh, she lost to two guys, uh, one Paul Vallis, who had the support of the police union, and one Brendan Johnson, who had support of the teachers union. He's a defund the police guy. So we will see in um, April, I forget the date, April, uh, I'll get it, uh, when they have the final uh, vote between these two guys, whether they indeed are fed up with crime because Johnson is a supporter of defund the police. He's a radical, just like Lori Lightfoot, He's not a lesbian, I don't think, but he's a, a a radical defund the police guy going against another liberal, of course, Paul Vallis, a, a, a support. He supports the police and the police support him. So if crime is indeed the issue as well, it should be, then uh, Vallis should win and some sense of sanity can return to Chicago. Maybe some of the businesses will come back. Maybe some of the corporations who bailed, including McDonald's and other big corp- uh, big corporations, uh, left Chicago under Lightfoot's disastrous watch. There, I, I was expecting in like if this were happening in uh, you know Boston, you, the Boston Globe would support her just because. That's what they do. She's a diversity hire and they support people based on their sexuality and their immutable characteristics, their skin color. Uh, They're not doing that in Chicago. They are fed up. And I'm just going to guess she blames racism. Of course, we'll get to that. She blames racism uh, and sexism. She said, it's no surprise that a black woman lost because you know, she's a black woman, but uh, check this out from the uh, Chicago Tribune this morning. Lightfoot campaigned for mayor in 2019 by arguing crime was too high, saying she wanted to make Chicago the safest big city in the country. But homicides, mostly from gun violence, spiked dramatically in 2020 and 2021. 
went from 500 murders in 2019 to 776 in 2020 and 804 in the next two years. That's 2020, 2021. So she had over 1,500 murders in 2020 and 2021, and she ran on fighting crime. <laughs> but it wasn't just the fact that she was soft on crime, that the, the, the city was uh, a war zone. It was that she was a clown, and she was just just so uh, pathetic. Um, we have her, do we have her dressed as uh, the coronavirus or whatever she was? She was dressed as a, a corona fighter. She was an absolute uh, lockdown fanatic, wanted to lock down the city, shut down the schools, mask up, you know, your pets. She went all in on that. And like a lot of, like most big city mayors did, hopefully this will start a trend. And lots of these people who have done so much damage to the country. Here, here she is. Uh, what was her uh, character called? She had, she had, it has a name. Rona Destroyer. The, the Rona Destroyer. She showed up as the Rona Destroyer to a press conference with a big sign with uh, like Lysol wipes on her chest, a mask, which is always a good idea. Not a mask on her mouth, by the way, a mask on her eyes. <laughs> so is she a villain or is she a superhero? And then some other clown was there with her, uh, there to fight the coronavirus. <laughs> it is it is heartening to see at least one big city, one big city just riddled with crime, murder, mayhem, uh, waking up at least to some extent and voting this bum out. Uh, do we have any uh, any of her concession speech? I'd love to get her blaming, you know, racism and homophobia on the Chicago voters uh, who voted her in, by the way, just uh, four years ago. And now they're voting her out. And it wasn't even close. So it wasn't even close. Wallace got 35 percent. Johnson got 20 and Lightfoot got 16 percent. This is after, by the way, she had. She she uh, ordered high schools to give students credit, like class credit, if they would go out and campaign for her. So she was corrupt. She was inept. She was a joke. She was just a, a mistake. Uh, and now, for the first time in forty years, Chicago has given the boot to <laughs> given the boot to an incumbent mayor, and it's a glorious thing. And I think everybody's enjoying it today. She will be, she's almost too crazy for like CN, uh, like MSNBC or CNN, almost. I mean, I think they will find a place for her if that's what she wants to do. Uh, but uh, she's, she is no longer an elected official. She's out on May 15th, I believe will be her last day. Here's what the next mayor, hopefully it's this Paul Vallis has to do. I say it all the time. And we would hear every weekend about all the shootings. It'd be 40, 50, 60 shootings to be, 15, 20 murders every weekend in Chicago, people just afraid to walk the streets. The mayor with, with his security team should be walking the streets. They should go in the most dangerous neighborhoods. Obviously they'd be cops and security, but they should go there, meet the victims, the, the, the mothers, the, the, the people, the, the, the innocent people who caught up in the crossfire, the mothers of children who've been shot. That should be your commitment it shouldn't have, you shouldn't be worried about whatever coronavirus or other uh, tangential issues. It should all be about crime, at least for the first month, two months, three months. Just go out on the street every night, walk the streets, 
talk to the victims, talk to the people who are afraid to go outside, tell them you will do what it takes uh, to curb this insanity. Tell them that you will not defund the police, that you will arm the police, uh, embolden the police to get out there and do their jobs. That's the solution. It's not uh, uh, no cash bail and, uh, and uh, Soros backed DAs letting the, uh, the, the, the killers, the shooters, the, the, the gangbangers go free that, that, and, and if, Wallace loses, it's nothing will change. I mean, this guy, Brandon Johnson, he'll be no different than, uh, than Lightfoot. He's going to play the race card. He's going to talk about uh, police brutality, probably talk about uh, you know white supremacy and all the other canards that you heard from Laurie Lightfoot. But I don't think a lot of people are going to miss her. She's just too crazy. It's not like she's just a cookie-cutter, run-of-the-mill, big-city mayor. She's just a lunatic who did, uh, you know, she did karaoke videos and she'd be dancing in the streets. And she had, she had, uh, I don't know if you remember this one, but she had a press conference that she said she was just going to call on black reporters. She right. wasn't going to, didn't invite any white reporters to her press conferences. That's a real uniter, isn't it? That's somebody uh, you want running a big city and trying to bring people back to the city, bring business back to the city. I think this is a big win for business people, uh, people you know who own the restaurants, the shops that have been abandoned or looted and, and vandalized. But it's a big win for them and a big win for sanity. So good for Chicago. Uh, I'll be curious. I'll be, we'll be watching to see what Lightfoot's next move is. And let's hope it starts a, uh, a trend where these soft on crime lunatics who are destroying uh, big cities in this country. Let's hope it starts a trend and we see a number of them go down in flames. It'd be great to see whatever they, uh, London breed in San Francisco, Karen Bass in LA, who just, just got elected, but see some of these people get ousted. Um, but uh, the uh, Beetlejuice is no more. Maybe she, yeah, maybe she can uh, go on Stern, be the next Beetlejuice. Did the, uh, did the original Beetlejuice, did he die? Most of those whack packers have died from Stern. You know, he, he probably, you know, doesn't care at all because uh, they get in the way when he's uh, busy, you know, sucking the toes of celebrities and Democrats. But uh, most of the whack packers, including the greatest whack packer of all, Hank the uh, Angry Drunken Dwarf, have since passed on. Maybe there's a role there for Lori Lightfoot. Maybe, maybe Howie Hamptons can bring her in studio. But uh, I thought yesterday, yesterday was a wild day in the news, in politics, in Washington. We're here for all of it. We got uh, Christopher Ray lying his ass off to Brett Baer from Fox News. Ray is such a weasel. And I think this is going to be a campaign issue because Donald Trump hired this, this weasel and, and emboldened and empowered him. And uh, DeSantis or whoever is running against Trump can hammer him with that because, God, he's just shameless. Well, we'll get to that. We have a mother who testified before Congress about her two sons dying from fentanyl. I think this could be big. I think this is what we need. We need to put a face on this. We have a video out of St. Louis. Could be the most disturbing video. You see a lot of these videos, a lot of these assault, these, these crimes, these attacks on video, on, uh, on social media. And you just ask yourself a question. What would I do if I were there? And I, I'm, I'm not sure what I would do. We'll ask that question. We'll show you that video and we'll get to uh, Ben Affleck, by the way, under the gun, under 
attack from the Boston Globe for, I don't know, racism or something. I'm not even entirely sure. And once again, a pit bull mauls to death an innocent man, an 81-year-old man, and uh, Ironhead's going to defend these savage beasts, which should be illegal, illegal in this country. We shouldn't have our citizens being attacked by wild animals and killed as they walk down the street. But uh, we'll, we'll get to that. I want to, uh, you know, let's, let's get to the video because the, the video out of St. Louis, if you haven't seen it, it is so disturbing. It is beyond words how bad this is. And it just, it, this is in, in a big city in the United States, in St. Louis, on a sidewalk. It is 10 a.m. on a Monday, I believe. Uh, yeah, 10 a.m. this week. And somebody is standing there with their iPhone videotaping it. If you haven't seen it and you don't have, don't have a stomach for this kind of thing, you can look away. If you're just listening on audio, I'll describe it to you. It's a homeless man just sitting on the sidewalk, on the curb, side of the road, not a lot of traffic. And like I said, 10 a.m., weekday. And another guy, uh, is got a, he's got a handgun, and he's loading it. It appears to be loading it, getting a bullet in the chamber. Correct me if I'm wrong, Ironhead, making sure he's got a bullet in the chamber, possibly uh, sticking the, the magazine in the, in the gun. It I'm, looks gonna, like I'm sure he, the gun is legally registered and he's well-trained oh, for, for, sure. for sure. firearm safety. But uh, it takes a few seconds to load it up and then holds it to the homeless guy's head and kills him, assassinates him. Now, the camera guy or the phone guy no, with the phone is probably he's still trying to load it. 25 feet away, standing yeah. behind a pole. I've seen it like three times already. I still can't believe what I'm seeing. It's just a guy, a 23-year-old guy. Uh, Let me get you his name. His name is uh, Deshaun uh, Thomas, 23 years old. Another strange part of the story. Arrested a few hours later, 2.45 p.m., walking into the library. (laughs) So after he assassinated a homeless man, he went to the library. I'm not sure... Uh, what he was doing there, maybe he just wanted to have, get warm and, uh, you know, go to the bathroom or whatever, but they busted him. He's arrested, uh, charged, uh, with shooting and uh, let me see, uh, get the exact charges. I think it's, uh, Thomas, uh, was in possession of the gun when he was apprehended. <laughs> so he assassinated, charged, uh, uh, with first degree murder and armed criminal action. I don't understand why people do this stuff when they're wearing an outfit you can see from space. There's nowhere to hide. I would say if I were going to assassinate somebody, I would hesitate if I saw someone with a camera pointed at me. I mean, there's no one else around. You're telling me he can't see this guy with the phone recording this? Yeah. I, it sounds then, like he's I mean, inside. this, and we, we talk all about whatever, underlining issues, root causes. This is just someone with with evil in his heart this is a guy with no appreciation for human life they supposedly have some had some kind of skirmish earlier but the skirmish is long over and the homeless guy is presenting no threat to anybody he might even be falling asleep for all we know he's just sitting there i i can't tell uh, initially you can't tell the race of the uh homeless guy not that it matters but uh 
if this were a white guy shooting a black guy, then it would be national news. It would be huge. It would just be the only story we'd be hearing about. You'd be, you know, wall to wall coverage on most of the networks talking about white supremacy and, uh, and blaming Trump or blaming Tucker Carlson. I assume I know the shooter's black. I assume the homeless guy is back is to the camera. So you can't really tell. I don't think. Can you tell on this one, Ironhead? I can't. Uh, I assume that, you know, they're both black. So we just say, yeah, that's life in the big city. Literally life and death in the big city. We arrest him. The 23 year old guy, I, even though you got this absolute uh, uh, corrupt uh, DA, um, Kim Gardner, who's the uh, Soros backed DA that the attorney general is trying to oust, trying to fire as we speak. Even with her in office, I think this guy gets whatever, 30, 40, 50 years. He's 23. He just throws his whole life away to kill a homeless guy. I don't even care what kind of skirmish they had. Uh, he's, he had time to think about it, too. That You can't say it was just an emotional reaction. He had time to load his gun and in the middle, on the side of a street in a busy, well, not busy, a busy street, but a big city. And the question I can't get out of my mind, I, I ask this on my, every time I see one of these videos, when they show you, you know, people beating up some, you know, old Asian lady or looting a store or just beating up a kid in school. Uh, we saw that, that six foot seven student beat up a teacher's aide the other day because she uh, took away his Nintendo and you see these attacks like in the bathroom at school and they're all on video because every kid has a phone and every kid's first instinct is to let's record this. But what would you do? Serious question. What would you do if you were the guy with the phone? If you're the guy with the camera, my first thought is I'd, I'd get, I'd stop him. You know, he's just some raggedy ass 23 year old punk, you know, it doesn't look that big or that menacing, but he's got a gun. And he's willing to use it. And if you go up and try to stop him just as he gets the bullet in the chamber, isn't there a good chance he's going to turn it on you? Uh, I, I don't blame. I don't know who the person with the camera is, but I don't blame them. I might have said something. You might have yelled just to point out to this scumbag <laughs> that you have a camera and he's being recorded. I was going to say, I think he's in the uh, lobby of a building. He could have like banged on the glass and kind of ran so he didn't get shot. <laughs> but like, I just mean, you could, yeah, I mean, you, and he's behind those big cement poles. So it looks like he has a way to, you know, protect himself. Why not yell? I mean, you could see him loading. That's why he started recording because he thought, he might be witnessing a murder and he did and didn't say anything. It's so many times you see these videos, particularly the ones in school when there's be one kid or on a bus, one kid getting beaten up by five other kids and they record the whole thing. And you say, did you ever think of maybe stepping up, stepping in? If it's on camera, you'll be a hero. I mean, you might get a stray punch, but you'd be a hero. You would do the right thing. Builds character getting punched in the face. How does this guy who had the camera explain it? I assume he has to talk to the cops. Maybe he has to talk to somebody in the media in St. Louis. Does he just say, I thought they were going to kill me? I, mean, I thought he was going to kill me. That is, I guess, that's uh, that's understandable. I'm not saying this guy should have run out and tackled the guy, which would have been nice. But um, why, why wouldn't you say something? Why wouldn't you throw something? We'll get to the, the pit bull story where people watched, you know, an 81 year old man get savaged by a pit bull, but this, and, and, and did nothing. 
but this is just so chilling. This is just so cold and evil. And I've seen people on cable news show it, talk about it. And you wonder what, what would I have done? What could I have done? What should this guy have done? I'm going to say he should have yelled. He should have said something, thrown something, yelled something, said cops are coming. I don't know something. But at the same time, if you have this kind of evil in your heart, that Deshaun, what did I say is uh, uh, Deshaun Thomas, 23 year old Deshaun Thomas. If you have this kind of evil, he's going to do it again. He's going to do it to somebody else. If he wasn't going to go on the straight and narrow, if they stopped him, the problem is, is and we see it every day in the cities. We see it every day, hell on, on videos. People, we see it in Chicago, 804 murders last year. It's just the lack of appreciation, the, the lack of value for human life. This guy sees a homeless guy. Somehow he pissed him off, annoys him, says, I'm going to put a bullet in his head. There he is, Deshaun Thomas. Who'll spend the next, I don't know, 40, 50 years in prison? I'm going to guess he has a rap sheet. He has a, a, tattoo. a knife tattooed in the middle of his face. A, a knife. <laughs> you know, that goes over big in job interviews. When you're going <laughs> for a job, you have a knife tattooed between your eyes. That's how I got my last job, yeah. <laughs> uh, and maybe it's like this guy always said about Aaron Hernandez and others, is they, in their mind, they're always going to end up in prison. It's kind of you know, their, their destiny in their mind. So they just do whatever they do on the outside, knowing pretty soon they'll be in prison where they feel like they were heading all along. Maybe he feels that way. Like I'm going to go to prison. This homeless guy pissed me off. I'm going to kill him. And then, you know, I'll get three squares a day. I'll be in prison. I know I got some friends there. You know, I know the whole routine. It's kind of where I, that's kind of my destiny, my fate. Maybe that's how he thinks, but the, the, the lack of human empathy, the lack of, appreciation for human life is just breathtaking in this situation. And maybe he saw the camera and didn't care. I mean, you're not really concerned about witnesses when you're literally sitting on the side of a city street at 10 AM on a weekday and you pull out your gun and just kill a guy kill. And we don't even have the name. I've been reading, looking for, you know, something about the victim, just a homeless guy, dead, gone. And another guy, going away for life. Well, maybe you never know. Kim Gardner's DA, they might cop a plea and, you know, let him go in five years, but still, I don't, you know, you always wonder when you see a prisoner, was it worth it? What you did? Was it worth it? Was it worth doing what you just did to this homeless guy to give up your life? Most murderers released from prison have served between 11 and 18 years. The average amount of time released from prison to murder served is about 16.5 years. Okay. Say he cops it. I don't even know how you. How's that you possible? I don't, I, what do you say? <laughs> What's your defense? If you're uh, Deshaun Thomas, what do you say? He pissed me off. You know, he was a threat. I don't know if I was going to give away my life, give and do 20 years, 16, 18, 20 years. I'd, I'd make it worthwhile. I'd make, I'd, I don't know. I'd find someone really evil. Someone who who deserved it. This homeless guy didn't deserve this. It's just sick. But anyway, it's just a sign of the times. Every day you see these videos on social media, and every day I ask myself, what would I do? Would I would I step up? Would I stop it? Would I get in the way? Would I get involved yeah. on the subway when you see crazy people screaming at everybody on the subway? Would you tell them shut up, sit down? 
I might. And then I'd probably get stabbed and killed and I'd be the next victim. Jerry, that's why you got to get your license to carry. That's true. I got to, I got to work on that. Uh, (laughs) I don't think it's so easy to get in Boston, you know, just guessing that, that that I would have a difficult time getting a license to carry. I mean, (laughs) maybe when I end up somewhere else where I belong, some other red state, maybe when I end up sooner or later, among my own people somewhere, maybe I'll be ready to strap up. God knows we have, uh, we have advertisers who might want to, you know, help us out, yeah. help us out, get a little product, a little, get a little first person endorsement. I want a 1911. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, what, uh, well, all right, we got lots to get to. I got, we got to get, we had Biden, of course, every day we got Biden saying something really stupid. And we got Chris Ray, the, the slimy, head of the FBI saying something really sinister because that's what he does. That's what he is. And we got to give you an update on the uh, case before the Supreme court. It's not looking good for my girl, Ayanna Presley or Liz Warren who are fighting hard for the deadbeats with graduate degrees, fighting hard against working people trying to take their money and give it to people who refuse to pay their bills. Not looking good. And we have a mother who'll just break your heart who lost two sons to fentanyl and is begging Joe Biden to do the right thing and close the Southern border. Ah, sorry, lady, he ain't going to do it. He doesn't care about your kids. But first, are you looking to protect your money from Biden's America? Well, right now you can get up to $10,000 in free silver while supplies last just for taking action in today's uncertain times. That's exactly why I've partnered with a great company, Gold Co. So you can diversify your savings and investments with gold and silver before things get worse. They're a six-time Inc. 5000 winner, a 2022 company of the year with thousands of five-star reviews. And they've helped people like you and me place over $1 billion in gold and silver. They're offering up to $10,000 in free silver while supplies last if you call them today. Qualified callers will get a free Ronald Reagan half-ounce silver coin. Don't pass this up. Not while companies are laying off workers by the tens of thousands and Chinese spy balloons are drifting over our country consequence-free. Protect yourself from Biden's America and see if you're eligible for up to $10,000 in free silver while supplies last. Call 855-735-3740 today. That's 855-735-3740. I don't want to get to Chris Ray because I hate this guy. Can I just say that I hate this guy? You could feel it coming off him that he's just a weasel. He's a liar. I I think Donald Trump on the campaign trail is going to have a tough time explaining why he hired and supported and didn't fire this guy. Maybe, you know, obviously he didn't know as much as we do now. He didn't know just how corrupt the FBI is. He didn't know the FBI was colluding with um, big tech, with Twitter, with Facebook to uh, suppress the laptop, to lie about the laptop with one goal in mind, defeat Trump and help Joe Biden. Trump was the incumbent. Trump was in office. Trump was his boss. And he was working beside behind the scenes to defeat him. That's how, that's how corrupt this guy is. And we know it. I mean, thank God for Elon Musk. Thank God he uh, spent $44 billion to expose these people. He spent $44 billion to be a whistleblower at his own company, which he has been, and it's been great. We learned through the Twitter files just how corrupt the FBI. This guy should have resigned the next day. 
He's not going to get fired because he helped Joe Biden. That's his goal. That's what the FBI exists for, to help Joe Biden, help Joe Biden's party and hurt Trump or whoever challenges Biden. I mean, we went over the Twitter files. Just to review, this is perhaps the most important thing because what they did was rig the election. I know you're not allowed to say that. At least you didn't. You weren't allowed to say it, you know, a few months ago. But we could say it now. They rigged the election. They didn't rig the election with Dominion voting machines. They didn't rig the election with, uh, you know, burst water pipes on election day. They rigged it with big tech and and FBI and the DOJ and the other corrupt uh, bad actors in the security state colluding with big tech to to suppress the news, to silence voices of dissent. It made all the difference. Even Democrats who voted for Biden, like nine or 10 percent said they would have changed their vote if they knew the truth, if they knew just how corrupt the Biden family was. But to review, they had the laptop. They got it from John Paul Mac Isaac, the laptop repair guy who had the laptop repair shop in Delaware. They got it from him. They had it for over a year. They knew everything about it. They knew everything on it. They knew it was real. They knew Joe Biden was selling influence to our adversaries, our enemies in China and in uh, Russia and in Kazakhstan and Ukraine and everywhere else. They knew the Biden family was making millions. They knew all about Hunter's dirty business dealings. They found out because they were surveilling Rudy Giuliani. They found out Giuliani was going to take it public. They knew Giuliani had been uh, uh, talking to the New York Post, Miranda Devine, because they spied on Rudy. They knew everything. So what did they do? Did they say, you know, let's come clean. Let's tell tell everyone it's real. Hunter, the whole thing is real. The whole thing's legit. No, the FBI went to Twitter and Facebook and everyone else in Silicon Valley. By the way, they paid Twitter to do, to suppress people, voices they didn't like. And they told Twitter and Facebook and others to expect a dump of Russian disinformation involving Hunter Biden. Now that's as duplicitous as you get. That's as dishonest as you can get when you think about it. They knew it was real. They knew it was legit. They knew it would hurt Biden. They are working for Donald Trump at the same time they're working to defeat Donald Trump. That's how scummy this guy is. So they tell Twitter, it's a lie, obviously. They knew it was real to expect a dump from Russia to try to affect the election. And you should probably do something about it. Well, they did, of course, because Twitter and Facebook and everyone else out there, they have the same goal. As, FBI, as the FBI defeat Trump, help Biden. They did it. They suppressed the laptop. They, they said it was Russian information, disinformation. They got 51 former intelligence folks to lie, to deceive the public and say it was Russian disinformation. They knew 100% it had nothing to do with Russia. That's what this guy did. And he could sit there in front of the camera. First of all, he can go to work every day. He should have resigned in disgrace. Elon Musk exposed him for the snake that he is, but he doesn't care. He just continues to lie. Brett Baird did a terrific job. I was afraid Brett might try to be too soft, too easy on um, this weasel. He did not. He asked, you know, all these requests. He asked about informants in the crowd on January 6th. He asked about them arresting a pro-life father of seven with 30 armed agents 
handcuffing him, dragging him out of his house, how that works when you allow BLM rioters to run free, uh, how you can keep people, January 6th defendants in jail for two years pre-trial before they even go to trial. Obviously we have a two tier justice system and this is the guy who runs it, but he just, you know, he's such a, He's such a dirtbag that he can look in the camera and lie his ass up, which what, which is what he did last night with Brett Bear. What do we got from uh, Chris Ray here, Iron? Is this him asking about? This is about the laptop. About the laptop. Good, because this is the, the the most obvious thing. This is the thing you can't escape. You, I mean, you can obviously can lie about it, but it's in black and white. We have it all, thanks to Musk. We have them paying three and a half million to Twitter for their troubles, their troubles being suppressing anybody who criticized Biden or the FBI, lying about them, saying they're Russian bots, Russian plants, knowing they're not, just to shut them up. They use Twitter to deprive Americans of their First Amendment rights to speak. That's what they did. That is beyond a fireable offense. He should be arrested. Instead, he runs the FBI at least at least for two more years because Biden owes him a great a uh, big debt of gratitude, but let's listen to this guy just lie his ass off. Go ahead. Well, let's start with the laptop. The FBI has had access to this laptop for more than three years. Why is this investigation on the Hunter Biden laptops taking so long? Well, the investigation is being led, as you may know, by a U.S. attorney appointed in the last administration out of Delaware. And the FBI is actively supporting and working with that U.S. attorney on that investigation. But the whistleblowers are telling these lawmakers that there was an internal effort to shut down the investigation from the beginning. Have you found that? I have not found anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, All right. So uh, let's talk about the FBI and what you told Big Tech or some agents did about the authenticity and providence of Hunter Biden's laptop. What about that from an FBI perspective? The FBI does not and is not in the business of functioning as the truth police. Understood. So we don't tell social media companies to censor anything. Well, or the Twitter files suggest something different. I mean, there was an FBI request numerous times. Um, IEB puts it out, FBI San Francisco requests to ban certain accounts. Uh, Twitter personnel in this case went on to look for reasons to suspend all four accounts that the FBI wanted to ban or, or suspend. Um, was Is it appropriate to flag social media accounts for on Twitter or elsewhere due to politics or uh, government policies when it comes to COVID? Uh, is it appropriate in any way? You're saying it doesn't happen, but there's evidence that it had. We don't tell social media companies to ban accounts. But you suggest. Well, what we do is tell social media companies about information that we have about foreign disinformation campaigns by foreign actors, by foreign intelligence services. And those companies then make decisions about what, if anything, they want to do about it. (laughs) You are a freaking liar. He knew it wasn't foreign. He knew it wasn't Russian. I, I wish Brett focused on that more. He had to go to, he got to a lot of topics because this guy is just so corrupt. He's just such, so nefarious. Everything about him, it just, he oozes with uh, just deceit and duplicitousness. And and then it, and it shows in his work. And again, if he can't come clean on the laptop, then he's going to lie about everything. I mean, <laughs> that's just a bald face lie. They knew it had nothing to do with Russia and they knew how significant it was and they knew how much it would hurt their guy. 
again, you know, Trump should just come out and say, he fooled me. I, I didn't know what a liar and a scumbag he was. My bad, my mistake. He's going to have to say the same thing about Fauci. <laughs> but uh, when they start going at Trump, and I don't know when it'll be, not for a while, about his personnel moves, his decisions, his hirings, his firings, man, you start with that guy right there. How, how can you look at him and just say, yeah, that's the one, that's the guy I want running the most powerful law enforcement agency in the world. And once we find out how corrupt he is, he, he, there's no price to pay. There's no punishment. There's no third degree. He'll go before Congress under oath and lie. He won't hesitate because he knows there's no price to pay. He knows, you know, the Biden DOJ, his, he knows they're all, they owe him. Fauci and Ray, they owe them. Biden's not in office without those guys. So there is no corruption they will not overlook. They will not cover up. It's really disgraceful. Uh, we got lots more, but we got to move. That was uh, that was just a taste. Oh, the, he was asked about about busting pro-life people and putting them in jail and taking them away at gunpoint. And he said, we're not political. We don't take... <laughs> okay. Just a shameless, bald-faced liar. Speaking of which, let's get to the hearing of the Supreme Court. I'm going to enjoy this. I, I, I think the Supreme Court's going to do the right thing. There's every indication that they know that Biden's cancellation of student debt, which is annoying because you can't cancel debt. Someone has to pay it. Everyone knows that. Ayanna Presley, Liz Warren, Elon Omar, they're all lying. They know there's no cancellation. They know it just gets transferred from the deadbeats who took out the loans to the people, the working people who did the right thing who didn't overextend themselves, who didn't waste 200000 on a worthless liberal arts degree. Those are the people who are going to have to pay the tab if Ayanna Presley gets her way, but hopefully she won't. And uh, I think they are outnumbered on this. The whole thing is just so cynical. As we mentioned yesterday, uh, it, it's at least $400 billion. It's at least $2,500 per taxpayer in the United States to pay for this gift, this handout, a uh, couple of quick numbers we didn't have get to yesterday. Um, in this country, 37% of the uh, adults have a college degree. 13% have a college uh, graduate degree. 57% of the people applying for this handout, this bailout, have graduate degrees. We're bailing out you know, lawyers and MBAs and doctors who took out big loans to get through their, to get through college. And now expect the taxpayer now expect their Amazon driver or their, uh, or their plumber electrician to pay for their worthless degree. Or in some cases, it's not a worthless degree. It was just an expensive degree. And now they want someone else to pay for it. It is a gift to the privileged few on the backs of the actual working people. According to Forbes, 70% of debt forgiveness will go to the top 60% of earners in this country. It is not going to lower class. It's not going to working people. It is, this is what Liz Warren and Ayanna Presley do. They fight for the privileged few against actual working people and they are doing it again. But I don't feel like they got the, the people on their side. If you have Randy Weingarten out there fighting for you, you don't have the people on your side. If, if you don't know who Randy is, she's the, the, just the loathsome head of the teachers union. She's the reason 
We kept schools closed for two years. She fought hard to give teachers a paid vacation. That's the only reason she wanted schools closed. Had nothing to do with COVID. And by the way, she's made two trips to Ukraine. I don't even understand that. The head of the teachers union, this hysterical lunatic, was over in Ukraine. Haven't the people of Ukraine suffered enough? Just, I mean, just, it's just, I, I don't get it. But she was out in front of the Supreme Court making her case. You tell me if you support bailing out these, these people who took out the big loans, if you support debt cancellation, uh, you want this person on your side, you want her fighting the good fight for you. Cause I never feel when she speaks, I never feel like she's winning hearts and minds. And yesterday is one of those times, man, she is just, just embarrassing to, to listen to, to watch. Let's, uh, let's do it anyway. Go ahead. And so that is why President Biden said we are going to deal with that as we deal with the end of the pandemic. We're going to deal with that. We're not going to start student debt again without actually making a down payment of it. And the Secretary of Education has the right to do it. And frankly, and this is what really pisses me off, (laughs) during the pandemic, we understood that small businesses were hurting. And we helped them. And it didn't go to the Supreme Court to challenge it. Big businesses were hurting, and we helped them, and it didn't go to the Supreme Court to challenge it. All of a sudden, when it's about our students, they challenge it, the corporations challenge it, the student loan lenders challenge it. That is not right, that is not fair, and that is what we are fighting as well when we say, cancel student debt. Got it. To to always be on the other side from that lunatic. That is unbelievable. She, some, she ever watch a video of herself speaking in public and say, yeah, I'm doing a good job. (laughs) She is just out of control, you know, and plus it's totally dishonest as usual, as you'd expect from the teachers union. Um, The, the people who got the bailout ostensibly during COVID, the small businesses were shut down by the government. They gave them uh, PPE loans because they shut them down. And uh, I believe it went to Congress. I believe in both cases, she refers to it. It didn't go to the Supreme Court. That's because it went to Congress. This didn't. This was an executive action, illegal, obviously. He didn't, Congress didn't vote on debt, a student debt cancellation. If they did, they would have got smoked. They would have got overwhelmingly defeated. That's why he didn't go to Congress. That's the difference, you idiot. Fighting. She's fighting for our students. She is such a hack. I can't believe. Imagine being in the teachers union and you vote for that to be your leader. It's kind of like the jury in Georgia voting for that, that lunatic witch with the nose to be the jury foreman. What were you thinking? Just nuts. But, uh, <laughs> man, we got a lot of... We got a, a lot of good uh, sound today. We got let's get to, let's get speaking of which. Before we get to the uh, the poor mother of the two kids who were poisoned with fentanyl, uh, let's do Biden. You know, let's do Biden. As I want to make it clear. I'm going to raise some taxes. <laughs> yeah, he announced he's going to raise taxes. Uh, of course, like we 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 had any doubt, but um, I'm going to call this a, a senior a dementia moment. This is something so weird. He's done it before. 
he was in the hospital a few times in his life. He had brain aneurysms, believe it or not. He had brain aneurysms, not like this week, a long time ago. And he was in the hospital. He started talking yesterday. I forget the, I don't even know what the occasion was, but started talking about what the nurse did for him and listen to the line he uses and people start laughing. He doesn't even know why he doesn't even, he's not trying to be funny, but it's just so creepy. Let's, uh, let's listen. And Pearl Nelson, military. She'd come in and do things that I don't think you learn in medical school, nursing school. She'd whisper in my ear. I couldn't understand her, but she'd whisper and she'd lean down. She'd actually breathe on me to make sure that I was a, there was a connection, a human connection. She even went home and brought back her pillow. <laughs> she went home and brought back her pillow? She'd breathe on him. He didn't know. He wasn't conscious, but somehow he somehow someone told him that she would go in the room and breathe on him. That's oh. what nurses do. Yeah, and, yeah. They sexually assault the patients. <laughs> is that a is that a thing? <clears throat> that they do they breathe on you? Yeah. Uh she's just another day in the life of our uh of our dementia riddled commander in chief. Uh, at least at least when he does things like that. Uh, he's not, you know, moving us closer to a nuclear war with Russia. That's you kind of if you get through another day without Biden escalating the fighting in uh, in Ukraine, it's probably a good day. Uh, but do we have we have more from Biden because he was he was kind of, I don't know, off his game yesterday, shall we say, a little uneven. Uh, but. Uh, what do he do? He said we're going to raise. No, this, promised is, to raise this, taxes. Is, this is his brain malfunctioning when he's trying to read the teleprompter. Oh, good. This we we always love a good brain malfunction. Go ahead. And you say, well, how can that be, Joe? Well, right now the government, our tax dollars, pay out through Medicare the help for the prescription drugs. If they have to pay out one hundred fifty thousand, one hundred fifty nine thousand billion dollars less, less. For prescription drugs, then it reduces the deficit. He's so brain dead. I'm surprised Jill and Hunter aren't ziplining in Canada. <laughs> no <kidding. laughs> yeah, we'll get to Fetterman. We'll do a Fetterman update one of these days. Still has not been seen or heard from. It's amazing. It's amazing that that guy was elected U.S. Senator. The people of Pennsylvania should hang their heads in shame for the next six years. But uh, we won't. Do, we don't have to get to that today. We'll do. Uh, Shade Concrete, they got a huge selection of precast concrete steps ready to be installed at your home. If you're building a new home or remodeling or replacing an old staircase, Shea has great values with designs that will fit your home. A new staircase will dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home, giving you a much better curb appeal. You'll be the talk of the town, the envy of the neighborhood. Shea will take care of all this. They remove the old stairs. You don't want to have to do that yourself. When they're done, you'll have a great-looking new entrance that will add value to your home. It's not an expense. This is an investment in your home. With one phone call, Shea will deliver a turnkey installation experience. In a few hours, you get a brand new front entrance. Go to SheaConcrete.com to learn more. Also, you can go there and look for a job. Right now, Shea is hiring. They've got between 15 to 20 open positions. These are career opportunities for all different types of people with all different types of skill sets. All you got to do is pass a drug test. Let's do this, poor mom. I, I was, I, I, I like this. I like this. I'll tell you why. There, there needs to be a face. There needs to be, and, and I know the media would cover this up. Uh, the, the Democrats don't want you to hear 
from someone like uh, this poor mother, Rebecca Kiesling, mother of two sons, Caleb 20, Kyler 18, both died from fentanyl poisoning, thought they were taking a Percocet. They were poisoned with fentanyl. They both died. I think of people like this all the time. You hear from them occasionally, read about them occasionally. Obviously, the, the Biden administration doesn't give a damn about someone like Rebecca Kiesling. They don't care. They're concerned with making sure the border stays open, making sure there is an un, unfettered flow of illegal aliens because they're hoping soon enough they will all vote Democrat. It's cynical. It's illegal. It's disgusting what is going on at our border. And the price to pay is real. I mean, we, we know what's happening. We know fentanyl being manufactured in China, brought over the southern border, is killing Americans. 100 and, 107,000 killed last year, 200,000 last two years with fentanyl poisoning. Most of them are, you know, whatever, working class people the Biden administration doesn't care about. People, towns like, uh, you know, East Palestine, they got the problem. Midwest, Michigan, Ohio, Virginia, West Virginia. Uh, these are places Biden doesn't give a damn about and people are dying. And thankfully, the uh, this is a hearing, I believe, in front of the H, what is it, HHS subcommittee? Let me get that straight. She was testifying before Congress uh, about the fentanyl problem and uh, talking about her two sons. And I'm not sure this happens if, if Republicans don't take Congress. Democrats don't care about this. They, they want the open borders. They want the future votes. But there's real human toll. And listen to this woman talk about her kids and make reference to, you know, the Democrats who were so upset that families were being separated at the border. You know, when a, when a parent commits a crime, the, uh, the Border Patrol was not allowing the children to stay with the parent when the parent went to jail. It's weird how that works. You know, in this country, usually, you know, you rob a bank, they let you bring your kids to jail, don't they? They didn't let them do it at the border. It was a big deal. AOC cried and everybody made a big deal of separating families. Uh, about separating families when you kill the children with fentanyl. Is that, a, is that a big deal? Is that a big deal to AOC? Has she been to the border and fake cried lately? Is that a big deal to Ayanna Presley or Liz Warren or Joe Biden? Of course not. This woman doesn't matter to them, but it's good. At least she's getting her, her moment in the spotlight to talk about the hell she's going through because of our wide open southern borders. Let's listen. Now, if we had Chinese troops lining up along our southern border, with weapons aimed at our people, with weapons of mass destruction aimed at our cities, you damn well know you would do something about it. We have a weather balloon from China going across our country. Nobody died, and everybody's freaking out about it. But 100,000 die every year, and nothing's being done. Not enough is being done. Numbers are going up, not down. And you talk about children being taken away from their parents. My children were taken away from me. A hundred thousand Americans every year are having their children, 200,000 because it's both parents, right? Are having their children taken away from them. The 
This should not be politicized. It's not about race. Fentanyl doesn't care about race. You say, you talk about welcoming those crossing our border, seeking protection. You're welcoming drug dealers across our border. You're giving them protection. You're not protecting our children. That was excellent. That's what we need. That's what we need right there. We need the real, the face of this scourge. It took Joe Biden almost two years to say the word fentanyl. He didn't want it to be a topic. He, obviously, he knew, or the people handling him knew it was an issue. There's AOC, fake crying at the southern border when Trump was president. Hasn't been, hasn't done the same since Biden took over because she wants un, unconditional uh, uh, illegal crossings, open borders. That's what she wants. That's what she supports. She doesn't care about Rebecca Kiesling or uh, Caleb or Kyler Kiesling, they're irrelevant to her. By the way, they were Patriots fans. Got pictures of the kids with mom, and they're all wearing Patriots jerseys. Uh, Gronkowski jersey for the older kid, Caleb. Younger kid's wearing an Edelman jersey, and mom has a Wes Welker jersey on in this picture, but uh, they don't matter to, to, to Joe Biden. Who cares? Think about what we're, here's what's going to happen. He's going to be the big, big, big deal in the next two years. Uh, you know how it came out that it was a lab leak? We all knew it was a lab leak. We know Fauci was lying. We knew why. We knew why people in the media were covering up. We went over this yesterday. Well, I think um, the, 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 the question, and it came up, I believe, uh, uh, Vivak Ramaswamy, presidential candidate, has been bringing it up. The, 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 a few doctors went before Congress yesterday and testified, and they asked the question, is it intentional or was it an accident? Well, what if we get reports, credible reports, that it was intentional, that they did it intentionally, that they sent the virus to the Western world and intentionally killed 7 million people, a million Americans, and destroyed our economy? You think Joe Biden might have something to say about that? What if we find out, confirm, that fentanyl from China is indeed a weapon designed to kill young Americans. That's the goal. What if it's confirmed some whistleblower escapes China and says, yeah, I worked in the labs and what we wanted to do was kill as many Americans as possible. You think then Joe will brag about his friend Xi Jinping and all the miles he traveled with him in the Himalayas? Or do you think they will say that's a frigging declaration of war and we must respond in kind? I mean, I've heard a number of ideas like, uh, Jesse Waters was saying yesterday we should use the U.S. Navy to stop ships from China coming to Mexico, board them, search them, and if they have fentanyl, seize them, you know, stop it from reaching Mexico from China. Does that sound too drastic? Hell, Donald Trump wanted to fire a missile at the cartel. Does that sound too drastic? No, it doesn't to me. I think this, if the more we know, the more we have to understand that their plan is to kill Americans. America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was going to put him in a foot. That never gets old. All right, quickly, Duchesne, then we're going to go. Ah. All right, let's just do quick. Let's do Ben Affleck quick because it made me laugh out loud. This is from uh, the Boston Globe. was not happy with Ben Affleck because he had his, his history done, you know, with Skip Gates. They do that stupid thing where they look back in your history. Yeah. They did it to Angela Davis, a communist who believes a, a, a black woman who's been a radical for a whole life 
She's like 79 years old. And, and uh, Skippy Gates and his group found out she, her, her ancestors came over in the Mayflower and she was shocked. Well, Ben Affleck found out that one of his descendants was a slave owner. And this is. Uh, it made them erase that part of the episode. Right. Didn't want it to air. Which, why would you go on this show? I hate this stuff. I hate that 23 and me. Nothing good comes out of it. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm thrilled that they embarrassed someone like Angela Davis or even Ben Affleck. But why would you agree to it? But uh, Boston Globe columnist, columnist Renee Graham, big shocker here, ripping uh, Ben Affleck for covering up, you know, what did she say? Ben Affleck and white liberals discomfort with black history. <laughs> so he has discomfort with black history. She slammed Affleck's instinct to protect his family by asking producers to remove the clip and claimed he silently endorses a white supremacist history of the nation. That's your fellow liberal there, Ben. Instead of reckoning with the truth that has tainted the marrow of this nation long before it was a nation for more than four centuries, Affleck chose to protect his small piece of white purity myth. He just... Whatever, Ben Affleck, you're an idiot for doing this stupid thing. And what'd you expect from the Boston Globe? Uh, attacking him because he had slave owners, what, 100, 200, 200 years ago? That's what this result, that's what this results in. It's insanity that you're somehow responsible that someone in your family lineage two centuries ago did something bad did some committed a sin and that sin is bestowed upon you 200 years later how does that help anything i never understood that i my wife gave me one of those 23 and three things once and i said not interested gave it back no that's uh, it's giving the government your dna that's true too i didn't think of that <laughs> All right. Well, maybe uh, we'll see what happens with that. Maybe we'll maybe we'll hear from Ben. Maybe Kam Kamala Harris comes from slave owners too, and no one ever talks about it. Who? Kamala Harris. That's true. Slave traders in uh, Jamaica, I believe. Right. Mm -hmm. But when we have reparations, you and I are going to have to give money to Kamala Harris and Barack Obama. Angela Davis is going to have to give money to herself. <laughs> she's been demanding reparations. Yeah. Now we found out her ancestors owned slaves. That's going to be a tough one. That just proves the whole insanity and incoherence of the reparations movement. Everyone's going to have to do their family. To, Look, I got a slave. Oh, no, I got a slave owner. I'm going to have to give millions. It's just so, so nuts. But anyway, we will leave it there for today. Thanks to everyone for listening. Uh, thank you, Ironhead. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Show, and we'll do it again tomorrow. Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me I'm not Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify.